you have to come to a place where you have to understand that your version of God was manifest. You imagined him like a man, like Gurudev, a saint. But even Gurudev just loves, and you imagine this God that punished and that rewarded. So there's no such thing. It's just energy and consciousness. And I said, yes, I'm beginning to understand this, this phase. Now I'm kind of growing up to my version of God. But something very odd happened at that time. I was meditating, but there was no bhakti. Bhakti means love coming from my heart. It was more all coming from a place where we call jnana yoga, which is analysis. Who am I? What am I? This is all consciousness. So I was coming from a place of just consciousness. During this period, this hard period, I call it hard because my soul missed the bhakti. My soul missed the love. My soul missed the devout prayers. But I was going into silence and deep silence inside. So I understand that many of us, when we go on this soul search, we kind of get to a place where you feel very lonely and very lost. And many students have come to me and asked me about this period and they feel very dark and they feel very alone. And I'm going to tell you, just stick with it. Stick with it. It will pass. I promise you it will pass. So the version of this God I had turned into this huge power source. So now it was a power source. Oh, what about the good? And what about the bad? I learned at that point, when I got attached to good or bad, I suffered. Both ways. This should be good and I get angry. Why are people doing this way? Attached to the bad, same thing. And I kept on thinking, two sides of a coin, two sides of a coin. And then I remembered Gurudev's description of the white screen when you go to the cinema. And for me, then consciousness became that white screen. And that white screen didn't judge. And then words tumbled into my brain, things that I'd studied when I was in a convent school from Lord Jesus, judge not or you will be judged. And then love each other as I loved you and then they will know you to be my disciple. So then now the consciousness, after a year of jnana yoga, I realize my nature, and most of the people I know, <laughs> you're all bhaktis. <laughs> We're all full of love, right? Uh, we are, you know, knowing most of you so well in your different ways. Everybody comes from a place of love. And when you tap that love, there's like an ocean of force. It's a power force. And when we are not in that power force, oh, we go into the human mind and drags us down. So that was the next stage in the soul search. 
the very next stage, and that was a letting go. You're letting go. Now, very easy to let go. Of for me, it was easy. Okay, this is not very good. I don't want to be around it. I won't judge it and let it go. Very difficult to let go of the things that you want, the pleasure. <laughs> I want to be happy, <laughs> and I also realized this next lesson. I remember when I learned this lesson. I was doing a fashion show. Was it? Oh, wasn't uh, I was teaching in the evenings, but still running a shop and running fashion shows, doing choreography. And we did one uh, for Credit Suisse in Khashoggi's old house in Marbella, huge villa, lots of people, very successful. We sold all our garments. I got a lot of praise. The models did amazingly. And there was a secret message in that final fashion show. And this is how the consciousness came to me. Because the finale of the show was a song by Brian Adams, Everything I Do, I Do It For You. So I made all the models sing it as a finale. I mean, just act it out as a finale while they're walking down. And it was a message to the divine consciousness. Well, nobody knew that at that time, but I did. And that finale made me so happy because while they were on stage, I remember, I felt such a sense and there was backstage going, wow, consciousness, God, whatever you want to call you, Jesus, I love you all. I love you all. I love you all. Go to death. I love you all. Everything I do, I do it for you. And I came back into balance. I came back when that love poured out, I came back into balance. So next day, when all of it was over, we got lovely reviews in the press and everything. Didn't bother me. Then I got a bit disturbed by this next journey. And normally when I did a show, I'd be very excited, high highs the next day, love, love the praise, love everything. Nothing. Didn't want it. Wasn't interested. My husband was showing me, oh, did you see what Mabea Times wrote? Did you see what Gibraltar knew? Not interested. And I thought, what's happened to me? Am I dead? Am I dead? Have I lost? I broke this huge love, but I lost this. And that was my, again, another part of my search, another step. And it, the reason why I tell you all this is because so many people I know, most people, when we're on the soul search, we go through maybe not the same stories, but the same dips, ups and downs and questions till we get closer and closer to that consciousness. So anyway, I didn't feel a thing. So I called up my guru. Thank God for him. Thank God for him. And I said to him, Gurudev. I don't know what's happening to me, Gurudev. I really don't. I'm so like, I'm so lost again because I don't feel anything. And he just laughed. Good, Melanie. Said, Is it good? He said, yes, it's good because it's a new emotion for you. So you're not used to it. What's happening is you're losing attachment to praise or blame. Really? Is that what's happening to me? Yes. Give it six months, you'll love it. And true to his words, after six months, oh, I love that piece. Who wants the high highs and low lows? I love that piece. And it doesn't mean that you miss out on anything, which is 
a misunderstanding. We think we're, we're, we're getting like away from things. No, there's a deeper joy that comes in. That joy that comes with quiet. That joy that comes with no expectation. Oh my God. I understood the words karma yoga. Do that which comes to you for the sake of it, for the love of it, with no expectation. It was freedom. That was freedom. And then the question, is there a God? Wow. For me was, and how? <laughs> My knowledge of it was so poor before. Now, I have no knowledge of it. <laughs> it's too vast. I cannot know it with my mind, but what I am experiencing, that deep, deep, deep peace, that love from deep within for human beings, for animals, for things that I was frightened of, that was freedom. And then the words of all the scriptures became clear. It is omnipotent. It is omniscience. It is everywhere. And then the simple story of the two boys. One boy asked the other, I will give you an apple if you tell me where God is. The boy answered, and I will give you two apples if you tell me where God is not. It is everywhere. And this is why the yamas and niyamas, which are the great truths, nonviolence, truthfulness, non-greed, non-stealing, moderation, are so important. And the niyamas, Purity, contentment, accepting pain for purification, study of spiritual books and surrender to that consciousness or God, whatever you want to call it. And that's where it doesn't matter where you call it, what you call it is really not important. When that bhakti builds up, when that love for every single person and the respect for things, Respect for things. I understood the lessons my mother taught me as a child. Don't throw things around. Treat everything with respect. Everything is God. Don't you know? <laughs> the book gives you knowledge. The cup gives me drink. The lemon's good for me. And then you think, wow, this is an incredible journey. All life is serving me. And then... As you go through this process, suddenly there is a stillness in the soul. And we stop listening to the chatter of the mind so much. It will go on. It's human. It will always go on. It will go on and on and on till the day we die. But we don't listen too much. We start wanting constantly to just be in that deep, quiet place a deep, quiet place. And as the deep, quiet place gets stronger and stronger, 
things outside happen. We react as we react to everything, but it doesn't go deep into our psyche. We gotta shake it off. And again, constantly turn to the reality. When do you experience that freedom? When do you experience that freedom? We're born free. It's just that freedom, that freedom. And for me, this is the soul search. Not looking for things that make me happy. Not condemning things that don't make me happy. Seeing them both is the same side of the coin. In fact, when things go wrong, that's when I learn the most. That's when you learn humility. That's when you learn compassion. That's when you develop empathy. That's when you know that with your experience, you can have so much more. So everything that brings us pain only makes us bigger in ourselves and connects us more. And also the more pain you have, the more fed up you get. You go, you know what? I want something better than this. I'm a bit sick and tired of my own painful victim story. You just can't be bothered. So when things turn wrong, you just, oh, this is a challenge because there's no more time for the nonsense, poor me. So you just don't even even go there anymore. That's the freedom. You just don't even go, why me anymore? And when things goes wrong, I don't even ask, but if life, those questions disappear naturally from your brain. It's happened. Like now, it's happened. Oh, is it this? Is it 5G? Is it this? Is it this? Probably all of the above. But you know what? The best use I can be in for this world is deal with this moment now. What can I, how can I be most productive this moment now? And you will, because the people need you will call you. And if you're meant to do something about the other, they will call you too. And if you haven't been called, stay peaceful. This is the soul search, that freedom for peace. And remember Gurudev's words to me, which I keep saying again and again and again and again. Remember, make peace your God. Because when you've got that, you can connect to this great energy, the great power source. It vibrates on a very high level. That's why we got the yamas and the yamas. It doesn't judge. It's just that if you do negative things, you go through the downward spiral of cause and effect, pain, anguish over and over again. But when you live in a high ethical moral code, you connect with a higher vibration, which brings you to the field of light and sound and energy. This is the soul song. We are made, our cells are made of atoms. That's energy, energy, and light and light. That's why we raise the energy of our body. We raise the energy of our mind. We are protected. And whatever happens has to happen, but we are protected. Remember, nobody can take away your peace. They can take everything else, your money, everything else. But do not allow anything or anyone to take away your peace. And for me, this is a soul search. I mean, I can tell you so many stories, maybe next time, on what I really learned in India. There was so many. I saw the worst of the worst and the best of the best. There was, you know, the great saints, and there were those that pretended to be great saints and were quite evil. So, you know, India taught me a lot of lessons in that way. 
And the soul search I finally learned is right here, right now, within all of us. That Lord of love is within all of us. We all have different natures. How you find it is up to each one. Again, whichever tradition, no tradition, atheism. But remember, remember, mankind, everything on this earth, Mother Nature, all divine. It's all divine. Everything is divine. And when that consciousness comes to you, and when you meditate and you see yourself as somebody else, and you feel that glowing energy around you, you just know, you just know, you know nothing. But yet at the same time, you know everything. Because the body tingles, the freedom is there, and you're nothing, you know, really, not even a speck of dust. And you're everything, because while you're here, you're everything. So you see this paradox happens to everybody on the spiritual search. This is why they say on the journey, it's important to have somebody you can talk to. That's why Sangha is so important. Only because when you go through those rocky periods, no, it's okay. It's the shift in consciousness. It's the soul search for that which is pure, that which is consciousness, that which is truthful beyond words, and that which feels so free. That which feels so free. This is why music helps us so much. Breathing. In and out. Why? Because prana, prana, space, energy, is part of the consciousness. It's all consciousness. So when we breathe, we connect with the outer space into the inner space. The outer space into the inner space. The inner space into the outer space. And this is where prayer works. Again, I learned the meaning of prayer. Powerful thoughts that are connecting. Radio waves. When you pray for somebody, you're sending those radio waves and you're connecting with the power source. We got the mantra from the master and you connect to the master and the master connects everywhere. And boy, all these little, uh, all these, what you call them, um, waves, uh, uh, stations. <laughs> Each one of us is a station, by the way. Did you know that? <laughs> Electrical station gets turned. It gets turned on and we can feel each other. That's why we feel, we feel each other even through the computer. I never thought that could happen because I'm such not a, <laughs> what you call a technical person. And look what's happening now. Always being proved wrong. I love it. I love it. Learning bigger things in life. Isn't it wonderful? Learning to stretch ourselves. This is, this is the soul search. So once you've found that, then you can just get on with the job of living beautifully. That's the goal. Once you've found that, live beautifully. It's natural. You, you will want to serve when you are called and not when you're not. You just live beautifully all the time, all the time, connect it. And, and then, the, then you stop. You just stop looking. You stop wanting many things. You stop searching for anything. You know that anything you need to know will be given to you. That's what I feel. I just feel anything I need will be given to me. I don't have to worry about anything. 
I don't have to think what I have to talk today. Let's ask, what are you going to talk about today? He asked me. No idea. <laughs> no idea. Whatever comes. And whatever comes will be what people need to hear, not what I want to say, because it's not about me. It's about us, all of us, world family, world family.